0: star wars fans and rule the galaxy fans this is dave from rule the galaxy i'm sitting in the pilot seat uh joe is away and enjoying a nice vacation right now so we're going to be holding it down for him while he's away we got a lot of fun exciting star wars stuff happening again we got new star wars content out there we got new stuff to talk about and i'm very excited about it. i'm almost even more excited that we have something to talk about even more than the fact that i'm watching this show so again this is uh dave and this is episode 167 of rule of the galaxy podcast and tonight i have two of our co-hosts on with us tonight i got brent and alfie brent how are you doing tonight
1: doing good uh the steelers my defense is playing right now joe joe i'm sure is uh, upset they probably are watching it on the plane if you could Um, I, cause I believe if I'm not mistaken, usually they're, uh, they're probably over mid pond right about now. Um, usually it's overnight. So you land early in the morning, but yeah, so he might be mid mid Atlantic ocean as we're talking as the Steelers are trying to beat the Browns. Um, I need the Steelers defense to pick it up, but uh, other than that, no, I'm uh, having a good time yourself. First of all, I've always called you D doc. I didn't know it was actually Dave. That's the first time I think I've heard the actual name.
0: Oh, well, yeah, it is Dave Dock. But I mean, I've very much grown used to being D-Doc on here. And I mean, I'm totally fine with it. Now, is that
1: is that a nickname from the family and from back in back in Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground where you spent most of your days?
0: (laughs) Well, I'll I'll uh, I'll dox myself. My last name is Doherty. So Irish name, Doherty, everybody who, you know, uh, my brother's name is Joe. He's Joe Doc. My dad, Joe, Joe Doc. I'm Dave Doc. You know, it's just everybody's always called us Doc. Either it's just Doc by itself or Dave Doc. So okay. that's, uh, yeah, that's what we go as. All right. But my Twitter name, uh, when I made my Twitter, totally not Daddy, suspecting to make Daddy, friends listen. with all of you guys. My uh, Twitter handle was D Doc because Dave Doc was not available. So
1: gotcha. D Doc yeah, 42.
0: So- and That's how Joe knew me as, and that's how what I've been on here ever since.
1: Yeah. Uh no, but I'm excited to get some andor conversation because there's some things that uh I'm sure I missed out on, and the book of Alfie has a whole list of things that I missed out on. So I'm uh he even gave us a challenge and tried to get us to earn five uh five Alfie points or so, like uh which I actually enjoyed. I'm gonna try and earn some Alfie points when uh next week when they drop the next episode. So
0: Yes. Yeah, so speaking of Alfie, Alfie, how are you doing? Doing good, man.
2: Uh, I cannot wait to talk about this show. its I've watched it twice already, and it's really good, and I can't wait to see more.
0: Yeah, yep, I agree. And this whole Alfie points thing, when you said five Alfie points, I'm like, we need to think of something in the show where... Alfie finds something that people who are listening do not mm-hmm. know or cannot pick out. And, and they can they earn have no to, points. Exactly. Where they have where they rewatch and they can earn Alfie points. We're gonna to reveal tonight later what what we were gonna get the five Alfie points for, which my stupid brain was almost pretty close to getting it, actually. Yeah, which I we was surprised. Close.
1: I mean, I there's a couple of things that I have questions about, but I I mean I don't know it well enough. I feel like like, like that's the yeah. other part.
2: Well, when I po- poised the question, I did say that it was a big continuity error. Was it an error, or does is there going to be some explanation because it just doesn't make sense?
1: All right, right. So we'll hold off on that. We've teased that well enough, right? Like, right. Let's like, let's let's start off earlier. Like, uh, what early impressions, guys? Like, what do we think?
0: Hit it Alfie, I want to hear your impression, your early impressions, just
1: first impressions, don't go into much detail, though.
2: right out of the gate. I, you know, I love the way this looks, I love this, the big sound of it. I mean, it mm. sounded like you know, um, you know, uh, like Doom did, you know, with that big loud sound, you know, um, it just had that look to it. It, like I said earlier, it, it had that lived.
0: Oh, I'm losing Alfie. Yeah, his made. sound
1: is. I think his sound. I don't know if his.
0: Can't hear you, Alfie. We lost you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna continue going until Alfie realizes he lost the. Uh... All right, there he is. He's back. Actually, okay. Your, your sound is back. Dang it! You missed that whole
1: thing, didn't you? Yes, you did. Yes, you I'm might sure have
0: to. it was Ugh. great.
2: Try to repeat it. Yeah, <laughs> my son's AirPods just connected. Oh, okay,
1: gotcha. So it kicked you yeah. off. I gotcha
2: okay so, so just to make a quick man, this thing it looks like star wars it sounds like star wars uh it's got that feel to it i think that the mandalorian really you know tapped into the original trilogy of everything looking lived in you know uh the the town looks like people live there the mm-hmm. their jobs look like they really work there so it was really easy to get sucked into this show yes yeah.
0: What? i agree brent brent what do you
1: think i mean so first impressions is we I, i'm i'm glad we have new planets um uh and it's a, it's a giant universe right so we have more of an industrial city look because uh, where the uh security force was from it starts with an m these are the things that i can't always pick up those details but uh so that security force from where he went to go trying to find his sister i believe at the very beginning Um, And then where he actually is living and working on free x or something like that, Um, both of like that one looks like it's more of like your Midwest, old Wild West, Midwest, blue collar town and like they're, they're scrappers, right? So I love the fact that you're getting some of that like Jedi Fallen Order scrapper um, and that type of a a motif from that type of setting. Um coming in. So I my biggest thing was like I love the different settings that they had. So oh, yeah. I'm taking away, I'm happy that we're not on a desert planet and that we actually have some planets going on.
0: Exactly. And for overall feel for it for me, I mean, right away, you know, the show shows you this is going to be a gritty show. It's gonna be dark. There's gonna be times where other times where someone might've walked away and, and not pulled the trigger that they might pull the trigger in this
1: uh, show. <laughs> yeah. So this is twice now and, or in the first about five to 10 minutes of a movie decides to off somebody.
0: Yep. But- yeah. And that poor guy, I guess he just hit his head the wrong way on the <laughs> ground, you know? Well, that one was
1: in self-defense. It was the other guy that he had to kill, but I think that it was, and I'm going to jump into a little bit, but I love how it was, In Rogue One, and again, I gotta remember it. But there was no remorse in his face. There was no, there was no second guessing killing that informant that he had to kill. He had to do it to get away.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: When he was killing the guys on Free, where Morbin or wherever he was at, he was torn. There was, you could see that he was conflicted about doing it. He didn't want to do it, but he knew he had to. And then afterward, you can see that he was still wrestling with that concept. So, I mean, it's a small thing, but I could tell that, like, there's the way that they shot the character. Like, he's in Rogue One. He's already passed that. He's already come to terms with it, and he doesn't care anymore. To where now we're seeing early Andor and the beginnings of who he can become. And he's still kind of wrestling with that concept.
2: Yeah, you know? and the guy gave him an out, too. I mean, he yeah. said,
1: yeah, this is our fault.
2: I'll We'll admit to it and yeah he's still gonna smoked him <laughs> yeah
0: yeah that's why I, at that moment i was sitting there watching i'm like which way is this gonna go is mm-hmm. he gonna give this guy mercy or not bang and i'm just like all right and then it goes to that awesome scene of him running across that bridge with those lights and right away i'm just like that gave me blade runner vibes i don't know if it's just mm-hmm. because of the lights and the alleyway that he's walking down with those windows going on. And we got our first is that our first Star Wars brothel ever? Because that was not a brothel. Well, am I correct?
1: I mean, you could go with uh, what's her name? Bella Teak? Uh, not Bella Teak. Um, uh, what's her name? The chick from uh Flashdance. Um, oh, in, okay.
0: Yeah. It, in, uh, yeah, uh, from in, the man, book of Boba in, Fett. From
1: Boba Fett. I can't think of her name now. Of course it's it'll anyways. It's not Bellatrique too. Bella is in the sequel trilogy and he's the Scottish gangster. It's Well, um... it even
2: had kind of the red light district look to it. Oh too, yeah. As, you know those little bubbles? bubbles. In it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was it reminded like the Amsterdam windows of the Ladies Dancing in the Windows with the little bubbles. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, someone I heard. Right.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah that's at first, I was just like, "Is this a bar?" And then, like, when they started describing, like, you know, you, uh, you know, women from certain places or wherever, and I was just like, "Oh, uh, what kind of place is this?" Like, "Geez, all
1: so right." I was half expecting to see a twillick. I'm not gonna lie. I thought that that lady coming out was gonna be a twillick, and I was gonna go with that our standard line that you've never seen an un, uh, unattractive twillick. I thought for sure it was gonna be a twillick coming out to talk to him.
0: Yeah, yeah, just and an all hair that girl's hair was wild too
1: it gave me a little bit of a hunger games uh effie trinket vibes i'm so
0: yep you're not off on that yeah so and that's that's when we that's when it's revealed that andor is looking for his sister which i guess might be a uh, storyline that pans out throughout this series what do you guys think about that
1: i mean it's your first introduction to the, the character right so Obviously, it's interesting because I, we don't know any of his backstory, so I'm excited to see where the backstory goes, and then you start to see it as the show goes on, right? You start to see the flashbacks, like or dream sequences, either way, but you start to see where he grew up. Mm-hmm. So, and, and
0: this is like, this is almost where I get to like jumping around and, you know, you guys know if you listen to Rule of the Galaxy, we don't always go scene for scene and everything because I'm not capable of doing that for three episodes because I had a baby crying for an hour and a half before this. I wanted to prepare a bit more, but I could not do that. So that leads me. They talk about a mining accident that happened on that planet. And the way I took that, which I don't know if I'm mistaken in thinking this, was if that planet was wiped out or whatever, after they had rescued Andor from that planet, and I'm like, I'm trying to understand when they talk about the mining accident, is that just the ship that crashed, or is that the planet overall? That's my question. Go well,
2: uh, when he goes to when Andor goes to the one business, and the guy explains about that planet, he specifically says. That it was an imperial mining disaster. Uh, the mines were destroyed and no one survived, and it's been uninhabitable since. And his flashbacks would be during the
1: Republic the Clone Wars. days. Yeah. Yeah. Clone Wars are right at the end of the Clone Wars. So the Empire or imperial facilities hadn't started yet. Right.
2: And you know, is this going to have something to, there's two things that don't really add up because it, the disaster looks like it's already happened. Um, you know, this Lord of the Flies kind of children tribe that's living on this planet are all wearing oversized clothes. Looks like things that they, um, scavenge from probably this, these mines. that don't have any parents. There's no adults. So would you think that they probably died in the mining accident and they've been off on their own for a while. Uh, you know, cause here's another thing that doesn't really jive quite yet in rogue one. He says he's been in this fight since he was six years old. He looks a lot older than six years old. So would that be even further back in his past that something happened? but then that's not really the empire still that's the republic if you're going back even further
1: so you're taking it as the you're taking as the mining happened prior and these guys are the these kids are alive i totally right. looked at it as this was their civilization i totally looked at um, i didn't look at the mining disaster i would because in my brain because i saw the ship go down um, from my playing my tabletop board games, the, the Armada, they brought out a Pelta. So I knew that that was a Republic Pelta that was going down because it had that distinct body shape. Um, and so I was in that mindset that like when they're talking about it was an imperial disaster that had happened after Andor left that planet. So mm-hmm. I didn't. I, and I just thought that this was this was the indigenous race. This was the the species that was living in that area. So just like the aqualage wow. the aquilish live on the planet in the water the all da 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 right like so that, I was just thinking that this was the indigenous species and they'd never seen this tech, type of technology before as it was coming however when they go to find the wreck there's a giant strip mine that they walk out and you Cassian the shot is like from his head but you can see the strip mine off in the background so. Right,
2: and you can see where one side of that strip mine has been destroyed. Okay. okay, so it looks like either they there was an explosion or something, and one like one side of that whole mine has caved in. And then the children's clothes look like there were two children, I think, that looked like they were wearing flight suits. You know, casting shoes were too big; they were stuffed full of rags. Uh, Their their house that you can kind of see or their shelter looked like it was pieced together from pieces of steel that was tied together. And like I said, there's no adults. So it gave me the sense that they've been on their own for quite a while. Why? Whatever disaster happened, only killed the adults and no one else came to find out about it.
1: And I Um, just took that older one, like the leader female that was telling people to stop and the one that was yelling. Like, and it could have been like, that might've been what she was waving, save me, save us. Right. Like she had that telltale, like where they're speaking a language we don't know, but they were waving like over here, like C uh, 3 mm-hmm. C-3PO over here and the other one, the older one. So I was assuming that that was like the mother, the matron, the, the leader, the, the female, like the dominant female, the leader.
2: Right. And, but if you watch it a second time, you really pick up on that. They're all kids. Yeah. The, the leader is maybe a teenager.
1: I I just yeah, and I've watched. But it then, why would
2: it be twice, an imperial but... mining disaster? Right, because like, it should have been during the Republic. And right. then that brings us into them being in uh, the Separatists. Their uniforms all had Separatist symbols on them, or you want to be more specific, the CIS.
1: And so, did you actually see symbols? Because I like I know they were shooting them with the poison darts, right? Like. Which I also like the fact that we're talking about another, like an Ewok-ish type of primitive species with improvised weapons, right? Like, that's why, another reason why I felt like this was the indigenous species to this planet was because they had, they had evolved to live and do what they needed to do in the world that they needed to live in. So they were shooting them with blow darts but i didn't pick up on anything that would read as cis so help me out yeah. like what was it every that read single CIS? person
2: that was on that ship had was wearing a white uniform with the cis symbol on it and even ones that they showed in different positions there was the symbol on like their uh, utility belts okay
0: interesting and just for those of you who know this is where we got into the five Alfie points that we would have been rewarded. If we noticed this, <laughs> right. this is what Alfie was talking about.
2: I think you can, I'd have to go back and watch each one. I know in at least two episodes, you can see the symbol. I think it may even be been in the first one, but I'm not hundred percent sure. However, in the third one, when, uh, they're discussing in the ship, when is it Marva?
1: I don't know the names, but yeah, the the one that's stolen, the the female, his mom, basically. Yeah, the mother. Yeah. uh,
2: She says that there's a Republic, or the the droid warns that there's a Republic frigate on the way. Right. And that she says that they've killed a Republic officer Mm -hmm. and that the Republic would take, uh, would kill them all for doing that. But if they all have separatist symbols on them, why would she refer to them as Republic?
1: and so my com- my comment back to you right so this is what we talked about earlier on is and i told you and this is where i brought up it's distinctly a pelta it like i've looked at these ships the sh- the outline of that ship is a republic ship it is pre imperial republic or it could be in like, it's right there
2: right but if you shot down a blockade runner And you went inside and it was full of stormtroopers, you wouldn't necessarily say that they're rebels.
1: But if you're the one that shot it down because you didn't know what was inside of it and you don't know what the like. if So my thinking is that she's part of the group that shot it down. Her and her and homeboy that came on to pillage the uh, power coils were were part of the group that shot down that Pelta thinking that it was a Republic Pelta. And I don't think that they are inhabitants of that planet because one, they wanted to get the heck off the planet as quick as possible. And two, they were speaking basic English. They were not speaking whatever language that the the kids were speaking.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's why I was, I, I couldn't help but to think to myself in that situation too, like Was Cassian actually in danger? Because that's that's what I started to relate uh, to whatever disaster they might have been talking about was that they got um, Cassian off of that planet. And afterwards, the disaster happened because they showed up and saw that this tribe, you know, killed this officer and they took them out or whatever, you know, because she made it out to sound like these guys are toast once people figure out what happens here. Happened. So the only, the only thing that
1: makes me think is we're talking about it happening when Alfie says that it happened and it probably, it, it, we don't know yet, right? It hasn't actually happened. This is all speculation. But the reason why it might've happened before is because the, the Republic slash separatist officer that they uh, poison darted was wearing gas masks and the other lady and uh, some Cassian's mom who stole him, kidnapper, and the mm-hmm. guy that was with her they were wearing gas masks as well. Like, so they came onto this planet thinking that it was in a, a state where they needed some sort of gas mask to survive.
2: Well, when you see the ship coming through the atmosphere, it's on fire. And then there's the secondary explosion and the yellow gas comes out. When the ship is opened, yellow gas comes out. Everyone that's dead on board the ship is covered in something yellow. And when the little droid comes in, he says that the toxins have dissipated. So I'm almost wondering if this, if, because timeline-wise, this would be the start of the Clone Wars. So if there's some knowledge that she has that these are actually people from the Republic, we're off in the outer rims where certain people like to do nefarious things, right? <laughs> could this been a setup by uh, an officer or someone that we're familiar with that actually really likes to do this as Tarkin, that this was like his MO, let me uh, stage a disaster and blame it on someone else. So could this have been a early, you know, Republic attempt to show the separatists as being evil? Hey, we're going to crash land this ship full of poisonous gas. That's going to kill everyone on this planet. And nobody will like the separatists after that.
0: (laughs) That is interesting. That see that to me shows you why this is a good show, because this is it really is an interesting discussion that this scene happened and you can dive that deep into it just off of the uniforms and, and just the mentions of it in, in this episode. That's like, I think that's awesome.
2: Yeah, it definitely seems like there's going to be something more to this story because it it's just not adding up what the people in the show are saying. And I think it's way too obvious to have been something with all the layers that these shows go through for somebody to have not picked it up on. Hey, she said that was a Republic officer, but we distinctly picked out uniforms with the CIS on them, logos on mm-hmm. them. And everyone's going to, like Brent said, everyone's going to recognize this ship as being a Republic ship. But then we're also going to say this was an Imperial mining accident, which, you know, if you think about, we've kind of heard that quite a few times, the Empire using that to cover Scarif, something up.
1: Right. Yes. The Jetta, Jetta and mm-hmm. Scareth, both of them were uh, mining accidents.
0: There's, like, people in the galaxy just like, man, there's a lot of mining accidents
1: that happen <laughs> <Yeah>. out there. <laughs> you they destroy up. planets. <laughs> you know, once
2: again, we, we, we always say, you know, Star Wars needs some OSHA. I'm yeah,
1: seriously.
2: seriously.
0: <sighs> That's great. And, I mean, Marva is played by Fiona Shaw, who is, a, you know, a recognized actress, and Petunia from the Harry Potter movies. Um, I, I thought... Uh, I really enjoyed a lot of the cast and like the differences in, in the characters that we're seeing in this show. We're getting like
1: Scottish accent. (laughs) So that's what I was going to go for. You're going to say the differences, but I feel like 85% of this show was a Scottish accent. Like almost every character in this episode or these three episodes was like distinguishedly Scottish. Well, you got Stellan Skarsgård, right? Who's distinguishedly Norwegian, but whatever, like there's like the, uh, the security forces, which was gonna bring me to my question. Sorry to cut you off, but to uh I was gonna ask a question. Did I hear them say that the one guy that got offed by Cassian was from Lothal? I yeah, I it. think so. It was right at the beginning. It was when the old guy was talking to the young guy and told him not to investigate. He's like, Oh, I remember him. He was some sort of monger on Lothal.
0: Easter egg. <laughs>
1: I picked up on that earlier today when I was re- doing like a quick rewatch and listening to it as it was going. But yeah, Which so it's,
0: I, go ahead. I, I, I enjoyed that mustached character too. You know, I enjoyed him for the short amount of time that he was in it because it kind of showed you wherever these, you know, what, what are they? Are they like a volunteer force for the empire They're or like something?
2: Contractors, like a subcontracting, yeah. you know, uh, keep the peace kind of,
1: I think they're just the peace. I think there's just the police force for that planet. And they just then had to go find Cassian and they knew that he was on this planet. So I think they're they're just the peace.
2: They mentioned they're for a sector, not just a planet. Well,
1: because there's like four, there's like Morbix 1, Morbix 2, Morbix Mm -hmm. 3. So there's a group of planets that they are the peacekeeping force for
0: yeah and i enjoyed their ship i thought their ship was pretty darn cool i mean those look like yeah.
1: laats didn't they like to me they reminded me of laats now they didn't yeah. really open up on the side they opened up out of the back but they had a very very similar resemblance to Lats.
2: and isn't it just one ongoing thing that is just i i love that drop ships always lose their lighting when they're going through the atmosphere <laughs> it doesn't matter the movie you go to a science fiction movie. If there's a dropship, the lights are gonna flicker on and off as it's they're built, going through the atmosphere.
1: It's just gonna build the tension because you're trying yeah. to say that you're going into somewhere. You're going into a hot LZ, and you gotta you gotta like do something to show that you're you're scared and to cut the lights off in and out and flicker the yeah. lights to make it look like the power's going out.
2: You know, this is the technology. They've developed technology to be able to go in and out of the atmosphere without worry of burning <laughs> up at any speed, at any angle, but the lights still flicker.
1: <laughs> I love it.
0: Yep, even even in the future in Force Awakens, they still have not figured it yeah. out. Oh, that, that, that was probably
1: the biggest one, right? When they when Finn, like, that was kind of like the awakening of Finn uh, with the lights going on and off.
0: Yeah, someone's like, we can make freaking laser swords, guys. Can we get rid of these, like... Uh, fluorescent light bulbs we're using in these ships and figure something out have we not developed some kind of led technology yet here in star wars (laughs)
1: can can we talk about the most obvious callback to a disney era movie when the red tin can was going through the junkyard did anyone else think of wally wally Uh,
2: i'll go even further back in disney than wally
1: are you gonna go to the black hole because he looks yes. like one of the he, look, he, yeah, looks, he looks like looks one, like one of the black hole.
2: Yeah, I'll give you a cross between Bob and the black or uh, or uh, Wally.
1: And if you want to go even further, there's another one called Space Camp, and there was Max in space. Yes. Um, I don't, I can't remember the name of it, but it's kind of in that same world, right? But no, he does look a lot like Bob from the Black Hole. But I got like just wheeling through that trash heap, just that junkyard was just like, are you kidding me? Hot, like it just was like the opening sequence of Wally.
0: Mm-hmm. And I have a, I have a hot take on him, uh, which I have not read anything online, fan theories, anything. But after watching these three episodes, I'm just like, that droid is K2SO. He is going to, something is going to be going down where that droid can't, I like it, can't function. And I think he's going to pull his memory chip and put it into K2SO. And I think that's what it's going to be.
1: The only reason why I'm telling you no is because K2 doesn't stutter.
0: I know, but I was wondering if that's because <laughs> if that's because he's having issue with keeping, you know, he's got his batteries, I guess, are
1: wearing out. I really so, like it. I really like him. Yeah. I, I, I want to see more of the red droid. Um,
2: yeah, I I like that he's always mentioning his power level. So you recharging, that,
1: right?
2: Yeah, he's not long for this world. He's seen <laughs> yeah. some things.
0: Yeah, because he had a fresh paint job when, you know, when they showed up to, to rescue Andor. So, you know, obviously he's got some years on him. So that's what I was watching. I'm just like, all right, this is going to be my, you know, hot take fan theory that he is going to pull some kind of memory chip from him and throw that into K2. He's going to like be bailing out and something's going to be going down and he's going to pull his little memory out and that droid is going to protect Cassie and Andor for the
1: rest of his life. We'll see. I mean, I can see, I can see, I'd love to see that. That's a great idea. That would be fantastic if that happens, but that, that, I, I, I don't, 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 don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> uh, so here's one thing before we get into Alfie's string of uh, Easter eggs for this. I have a question and it kind of is kind of what I feel is a theme that I've that I picked up from this episode that runs through a lot of Star Wars. And my question is, do you think ambition is a bad thing?
2: Isn't it funny that the bad guys are always shown to have ambition?
1: That's exactly. So what I'm getting at is like that, the, the guy who was the underling, the, the old guy told him not to, and he's like, by God, I'm going to do it. I'm going to have the, I'm going to, I'm going to get this guy. Right. And he keeps driving to get the guy and he's, he's got ambition. Right. So like, it's that, it's that ambition or that drive to get better or to get to get over on someone. And then I, as I was thinking about it, I was like, well, that was Anakin's flaw as well. Anakin right. had so much ambition. He wanted he wanted so much more for himself. He he didn't understand why. he. It was just that it drive and that ambition. And it seems like and, I could go through two or three others and just name, like, ambition seems to be like this, like, fatal flaw in the Star Wars world.
2: Especially when, you know, the ambition is always... Uh, synonymous in star Wars with the bad guys, especially the empire. And they, they always tend to start out like this guy with good intentions. He wants to follow the rules and get justice for these two guys. And what the old man was trying to warn him, what he couldn't flat out say, and this guy couldn't pick up on it was we don't want to invite the empire here Mm -hmm. because He's the Empire is eventually going to show up and he's going to climb the ranks until you see what the Empire actually is. And and just like, let's say, like Agent Collis, he's going to reach a point to where he no longer wants any of it. He would rather be on the other side. He sees why the good guys are fighting. So I I would totally agree with you. I think, you know, that was the downfall of Krennic throughout the movie. You know, uh, Krennic was the anti-Tarkin. I'm going to go through the right channels to move my way up, going through, you know, research and development, making a great project where Tarkin was like, I'm just going to take the power for myself and no one's going to stop me.
1: And if you go to Empire Strikes Back, isn't it Piat or whatever, who came out of hyperspace? He was a little too aggressive with the way that he came out of hyperspace. Admiral Ozzel, okay. Yeah. But so, yeah, like, I mean, there's just, there there are instances of where these, they like, they're, they're, oh, what's the one? Good, our first catch of the day. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that battle star, that, that, uh, God, I can't think of the name of it enough, but it goes down right away. It was the first yeah. one to take the eye out uh, shots.
2: Rebels, when they had the, the rebels blockaded on the planet, and Thrawn said, don't engage in the one, you know, had to go after him and ruined it all
0: yep and i'm i'm looking on imdb and i see that this guy's name if i'm not mistaken i'm just going off the actor's photo that his name is cyril karn cyril karn is the uh name of our um of our snoop man <laughs> yeah did you notice that that they asked him uh did you did you modify your uh, suit at all and he's just like oh, just i had a little it, bit. Uh, yeah, I had it hemmed in a little bit. His did look a little bit tighter than everybody else's. I mean, his hair was a little bit more proper than everybody else's, you know.
2: But I
1: like how he like took credit for what the other guys did, right? So like the uh, the Scottish guy was the take charge. We're going to do it. And he was like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, you do that. You do that. But he just yeah. wants to make sure he's there to try to take credit for it.
0: How about how about the speech on their ship before they were about to enter the planet?
2: (laughs) Oh yeah, that was uh, very uplifting. (laughs) Right, he's gonna work on that just a little bit.
1: Right, but like you can tell that he wants to be that guy to give those speeches, though. But it's like he has no idea what he's doing, and he's too young. But he's he's young and ambitious. I mean, he is just like Anakin. Like, and that that was what started to hit me was trying to think of all the other ambitious people that is kind of synonymous in the, in the star Wars world with um, that. I just took away from it. It was just interesting. I was like, huh? Ambition seems to be the downfall.
0: Yeah. I mean, he technically is, you know, if, if, if you want to look at it in a completely neutral objective way, you know, he technically is saying, you know, well, we had two guys who were just killed. We should look into this, even though what they were doing was technically wrong. You know, shady. I mean, they were going to they were going to shake shake Cassian down. I mean, I thought we were going to get a fight there. I didn't think it was going to be a double a double homicide if you technically look at it. You know, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's just uh, doing his job. But I mean, you had the Scottish guy just like, all right, men, you know, we're gonna go, we're gonna go do this, we're gonna do, go do that, and they're just like, you can tell they're like, yeah, all right, that sounds good, we're on board with you, man. And then this guy comes up and he's just like uh all right guys um there's no other group of guys i'd rather be here with and they're just like <laughs> you can tell you know they start kind of shuffling around it, scratching their you know they're just like well, who the hell is this guy i thought he was going to start off weak and then go to some kind of like demented speech actually mm-hmm. but nope mm-hmm. he just uh he like just a general huck's,
1: hucks, like the general hucks today is the first day
0: uh, the new order. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to build it up. I thought he was going to start off nervous and build it up. But obviously this guy is, he's a bit of a weirdo. Out of league.
1: He's out of his league. It's really what he is. Mm-hmm. But and he's got, I think it he shows. got,
0: he's giving me some psycho vibes because when, okay. when they set up that, uh, when they set up that dummy ship and he sat there staring at it for a while, it was giving me vibes like, who, like, who are you to think you can do this to me? I'm about to go crazy on your ass, basically. Like, that look in his eyes, he seems like something snapped during that moment because they had to be like, yo, dude, uh, let's go, you know? But he was just like, I don't know if that was shell shock or if it was something
2: turning inside of him. We'll, we'll find out. I would say a little bit of both because, you know, leading up to that scene, all of the stuff with this security uh, company You can tell this is the first time they've ever really dealt with anything. The air traffic control guy, he didn't want to look for the ship. You know, they were eating blue noodles, you know, uh, not really sure what to do with the APBs or, you know, to find more information. Once they read off, found out who Cassian was and read off his rap sheet, you know, the woman's like, oh, he's on this planet. You don't don't really want to go there. You got their own way of doing things. You know, I, I would imagine they've never really felt or had to deal with any resistance before, and especially not anybody willing to shoot back or to take lives. Um, I I really liked when they they were banging on all the pieces of metal, and that was like a a sign. If you notice all the shop owners covered up their signs, closed all their doors, and then this crew had no idea where to go. You know, the guy even said over the comm, well, they covered up all the signs. We have no idea where we're at or what to do next.
1: Well, and then the lady was like, when they stop is when you really got to worry, which is just, it was just awesome because then they stop and they're like, uh, where it's like, it's like the trench run, uh, where are the guns? The guns have stopped. Like, it's just like an eerie silence. Like you feel like you're like something bad is going to happen if you are that security force.
0: Yep. And I will say, um, the scene, uh, that they showed extended in the theaters before Rogue One was a snippet of that um, point where it was the officers uh, running through the streets uh, kind of frantically. And then it went right to Cassian meeting with uh, the Guard character. And it had that shootout and everything. So that was what they showed in IMAX as your like little, you know, five or 10 minutes snippet of Andor uh,
2: before the movie.
1: Go for it, Alfie. Go ahead, do, Alfie.
2: do you think the device was planted by him for Cassian to steal? Was it a test? Or a means of meeting Cassian? Because he seemed to know an awful lot about him when he got there. He already knew his backstory. And he never really seemed to care to get the device. He just really wanted to know how you got the device.
1: He wanted to know if this is the real thing, right? Right. Like, he was there. He wasn't there for the item. He was I, there. I think recruit. he said he, it's like a CIA to
2: be stolen.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was like a CIA trying to, like, if you watched, like, what is it? A uh, spy game. He's like uh, the, um, i trying to recruit Brad Pitt right here. Like, he's right. in the, he's trying to, he's trying to sweet talk him and like, you, I want, I want you. Like, I don't care about, I don't care about. I like
2: the lessons he was giving as they were going through it. That was pretty good stuff, too.
1: Uh, you learned to, you learn to create your exit when you enter. That's like never even thought about that. But that's so true. Like that would be the best way and best time to do it is to plan your escape as you enter. It's like, whoa, awesome.
0: Yeah. And how about the uh, the jolly old man on the uh, transport ship? That was one of my favorite parts was that they had to circle and they were just like, you know, can you believe this? It's like it's like when you're when you're, you know, flying and you have to circle because the runway is backed up or whatever. You know, I, I did enjoy the view that they showed of them circling. And you really felt like, you know, it felt real to you. It, it was like, a, I don't know. It's like, all right, this is pretty funny at this time in Star Wars on this planet. It's like people are just like, oh, yeah, can you believe we got a circle? This is annoying, you know. And what was that well, guy there to do again? The the, the, uh, the little, the, the old man with the, the briefcase and stuff? Because I feel like that can't be the last time we see him. Do you think he was just an extra or... Well, did you catch what they were
2: talking about? I really didn't, honestly. I I can't remember it off the top of my head. You know, I I hate that I get this way about stuff. If I really do, and I apologize. But he's basically talking about, if you listen, the taste of blood in your mouth is what he's talking about. You know, he's saying it's because the planet is rust. And you get that taste of iron in your mouth. And he said, he was talking about how, you know, when he first got here, it took weeks. He could still taste it. And now it's like nothing. So in a sense, I got the impression of this was more of a little, you know, this is Cassian killing somebody. And the first few episodes, he's trying to cover his tracks, right? And make sure he has a story to where when we see Cassian again in rogue one, you know, he gun smokes the, the, the guy taste. from behind and gets it out of there. Cause it doesn't bother him anymore.
1: Yeah. Cause he's already got the taste. He, like, he already right. had, he's like, he's had his first taste of blood because of this, right. what he did. Now he, now, okay. Uh,
0: do you think, and, and now I'm going back to that. Do you think that those were Cassian's first kills? Because uh, I was, I was thinking to myself, like, obviously he's trying to cover his tracks and everything, but then at Probably, the same time, I wouldn't I'm think like, it was his
2: first
1: kills, but I think it's his 1st cold blooded kills
2: or maybe a, a target of that magnitude. Yes, they're just lowly security people, but they're the type of people that's going to start to leave a trail that people are going to take notice of.
1: I would think that based upon the kidnapper, his mom or the mother figure. I would have feel like he's probably done some, some killing before, but in his mind, he's always doing it to complete the mission. Whereas this one, he was, it seemed like he was off on his own and he was going to, he was sticking his neck out there to try to find right. his sister. Cause he heard his sister was there. So this is like the first time that he went out on his own, got caught because he's doing something that he shouldn't have been doing and didn't do it right, got caught. And then he had to cover his tracks. So that's why he was wrestling with what's going on. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of the, my read on it.
0: Yep. And, and one thing that I can't miss is this, um, this girl, uh, which I, Alfie, do you know her name? I don't have my phone opened on the, um, oh, Bix.
2: Bix. Bix. Yeah. I think it's B-I-X. We have, uh,
0: yes. We have Bix, who seems like she's just a, uh, engine repair, uh, mechanic. And, uh, you know, she has her uh, guy there who fawns over her and they seem to have a a bit of a relationship uh, with each other, as we learn uh, later on. And he's the whole reason why everybody knows who Cassian Andor is. I mean, what do you guys think of uh, what do you guys think of her character?
1: Well, first I thought that the guy was Chris O'Dowd from the IT crowd, the British comedian. When I first saw him, I was like, so that's did Chris I. O'Dowd. Okay, so I'm not the only one that had that first initial reaction. Yeah, I had to look at it. I had to wait and like, he kept coming back. I was like, no, after I saw him for a long period of time, but that first look when, he, when she walks into the junkyard and looks at him and says something to him, I was like, oh my God, they got Chris O'Dowd to do a, like a cameo, like that, that's awesome. But no, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I enjoy her because she's got, um, there's more, t- there's, it's, uh, she's a transformer. There's more than meets the eye with her, right? Because obviously she's connected to the Skarsgård who? who might've been why Skarsgård knows as much about Cassian as he does is because of her, but there's more than meets the eye. And I, so yeah, I, I, I'm intrigued again to see where that goes and to see how that relationship changes and or strengthens. Or weekends?
2: I think there's more than meets the eye on this whole planet because they seemed awfully quick and yeah, they didn't have blasters or cannons or anything, but they knew what to do and to do okay. it quick.
1: They had a plan of attack, right? I mean, with the beating of the, the beating of all the sounds, making the sounds, it right? Was like the it was like the fire even, signals in Lord of the Rings going up over the mountains and
2: even yep. the uh, communicator that was in the silo you know so you know, the guy who owned that shop is involved somehow you know is this the beginning of a rebel cell yeah it's, to me it seems the beginning of something
1: everybody but the guy everybody but the guy that got gun smoked by the security force because he's the yeah. one that because <laughs> he's the one that turned in because uh, everybody else was all cool with and having the the mysterious background because the other guy that worked in the junkyard was like what did he do what did he do Right, um, because it seems like there's a bunch of people that know Cassian's backstory. Yeah, he's there's a pretty...
2: bunch of people that he owes money to.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, some Han Solo stuff going on with that, you know. I'd like. How to... soon do you think
2: the blue noodles will be at Galaxy's Edge? Oh, <laughs> pretty soon, pretty so, soon. I, I saw this.
1: <laughs> so one of the statements that I saw, uh, aside from the blue noodles, that's great. One of the statements that I saw on social media was, I like. I like how I think they gave three episodes because they knew that this was like it was one, it was almost like one long episode. Like if yeah. you would have stopped, if you would have stopped after the first one, it would have been you might not have had the interest to come back. But I oh, yeah. really like the last scene of the third episode where they kind of do that like pensive look for each of these main characters that had a hand in Cassian taken off. So they did that pensive look for Bix she was like looking and the the guy that worked and uh he basically told him what the story was and they kind of crafted the story together um he's also the one who tied the tied the uh whatchamacallit onto the lat for the security guard when he took off he basically created a wrecking ball chain that caused that lat to run into the so he was sitting there and like oh shit like we were in it now right it's like everybody had that look of like okay we're in this now. And it, again, it's the starting of some kind of cell, like the reason why I like rebels and the reason why I feel like I'm going to like this is because there's different cells and they are created different ways. Like here's another set. Here's another like family, possibly that's getting built to try to overthrow the oppressors or push back the oppressors and just leave us alone and let us do what we want to do.
0: Yep. I agree. Yeah. And I mean, I thought one thing, too, that was uh, a bit brutal is, you know, our guy who ratted out Cassian, who obviously had some regret for it. He just acted, uh, you know, out of uh, lust and love, I guess, that he was worried that, you know, I don't know if this is Cassian's ex-girlfriend or what, but he's just like, all right, she's mine now, dude. Back off. I don't want you talking to her. I don't want you sitting down on the table together. I don't want you touching her hand. Just I I want you to get the hell out of here and let me enjoy her. And, uh, you know. It was it was pretty uh, rough that she had to sit there handcuffed to a wall while he was dead, while and dead in front of her, and she can't get off that wall to help him. How long do you think she sat there just staring at him like that? That's some pretty brutal stuff right there, too. You know, shows where this show is going as far as uh, brutality. And I mean, another topic too. Uh, you know, that I'll say this is like a little bit PG thirteen. But people were trying to say, and I'll, I'll give a shout out to our buddy first, O'Kairo, because he was uh, battling against this on um, Twitter, that this uh, was the first time that Star Wars ever implied anything of sexual nature, and it's uh, ever.
1: <laughs> no, this is the first time it was overt, right? Because the, a lot of people in the Star Wars fandom like to go back to like Irving Kershner and basically Han and Leia in the belly of the, uh, the worm. Kissing, and it was implied that, like, and I think his quote is kissing in Star Wars is akin to sex in Star Wars. And (laughs) so, there's a lot of people that like that subtle allusion to it, but this is the first time that they feel like it was thrown in your face. Yeah.
2: You're going to have to narrow it down a little bit to when you say that, does the EU still apply?
1: I'm thinking. Based upon what I hear fans say, no, because it comes down to on screen. It comes to like video visual into the visual world. This is this close as you've come because I held Lost Stars, one of my favorite books, which is a, a young adult book, has romantic scenes in it between Thane Kyrell and uh, Sayana Ree. Like yeah,
2: because if you go back to Shadows of the Empire, uh, Prince Caesar had the female android assassin i think her name was gurry and i i've replied to akira with this because in the book he mentions that she can perform every duty that a living woman can and that he's tested it all out so
1: so lando yeah. in l5 is not the first male uh ver- male and uh android love affair well,
2: uh, are you speaking timeline or when the book came out? Or, you know, I, I don't
1: know. <laughs> I don't know either. But I do know that that was a little creepy. Little, uh,
2: I mean, little implied I would,
1: love affair between L five and uh, Lando.
2: I I think Padme having twins is a yeah. pretty heavy implication. Now. But that's
1: implied, right? Like, like it's not in your face. Like you didn't see Anakin. Uh, you didn't see Padme straddling Anakin. Where you basically saw no. Homegirl straddling. Chris O'Dowd.
2: <laughs> they do yeah. wake up in bed together. So yeah. And he doesn't have a shirt on. So oh, um, you're talking
1: about, you're, you're talking about in, uh, attack of the clones.
2: No, revenge. Of oh, the Sith.
1: oh, that's what know, I, when he,
2: yeah. When he spends the night at his oh, you know, apartment. Okay. okay. The Jedi Masters her. I, I was thinking about when he was that. having
1: the, I was, I was thinking when they were talking, when you were, when they were at the, uh, the boo hideout and yeah. he was having the dreams. I,
0: yeah. If you want to have yeah, a good I, laugh, uh, the, go back on Cairo's timeline to basically like, I don't know, a couple of days ago and you'll see it. it. It was it was pretty funny. And he was using he was using Anakin and Padme as the example. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty funny. I mean, it does show you this is more of an adult show, though. You know, it definitely is not like, you know, it's not. Uh, hey, I'm going to watch this with, uh, you know, the, the the five-year-old or whatever probably you know without some explaining to do i guess there's there, it's definitely a, a a higher uh level of star wars when it comes to age so
1: so Anything i want to know uh, alfie yeah so I want, alfie yeah. you have your list hit us with some easter eggs there's one that well, i, the I saw that,
2: uh, There's one. there's I'm one not that i mention. saw that we
1: haven't talked about Okay, but I, I hate and that. I that, think like, that's I'm, a pet peeve of mine.
2: Well, because we're, we're starting up this point system, and this oh, okay. is a very obscure one, and I'll get to it in a second. I don't think I'm going to spoil it. I want to see if somebody else can figure this out.
1: Okay, I'm going to throw uh, one just, out at you. Was that the same ahead. kind of ship as Solo from Solo from uh, that came in flying in right at the beginning on the Cassian's mine, at, like a junkyard planet? It looked like the same ship that that little like, I'm gonna call him Raccoon from like Marvel. The guy, the little guy, he was flying that kind of like um, freighter type ship that was picking stuff up when they were stealing the coaxium. Did, the, you know, do you know what I'm talking the, about? It was the ship that's kind of got like the square. I don't know. I don't know the name of the damn ship, but it looks like a square. And it looked like flying in in this and in this series, there was because- a ship from Solo.
2: If you're thinking of the AT hauler, it may I have think been. That'd be,
1: I think that's what I was thinking of.
2: I, kinda, I noticed that one, but I couldn't get a real clear shot and compare it to something. But um, I have to look at it again. You got one I didn't see.
1: I just, It looked like the same thing from Solo. Like Again, it may be slightly different, but it looked like it was so- reminiscent of that Solo ship.
2: Uh, Real quick, when they were on the bus there and we were talking about them having the conversation of the taste of iron in their mouths, did you notice that they were the Pasana aliens sitting behind them from The Rise of Skywalker? Uh, Let's see here. Um, When they were in the shipyard, he mentioned Chob. He said something about, uh, he used Chob as an expletive. Kind of, and that comes from air to the Jedi," which "Chob's Knob" is a Star Wars curse word. Curse word, yes. Um, the shipyard too. But let's, we'll just focus on that. I don't want to go th- take up too much time, but you know, if you look, obviously, there's a Y-wing.
1: Yeah, it, his ship when he flew out at the very beginning looked like a modified Y-wing. Um, when he was, was flying cool. from the planet back to his home planet. It looked like it was like a it was modified. It looked like a Y-wing but the the head of it looked like it was fatter and shorter. Yeah, and, and, it, and it
2: was still this his uh, adopted mother ship. Okay. From the beginning there was also a VCX, you know, the ghost was sitting there.
0: Yeah, I thought I saw that as well. So I, the uh, ghost was in
1: there? I didn't see that. Yep. Well, was I mean it, it's oh, just well, the model. The, the, right, the, that type of ship, not the yeah. ghost. Right.
2: Uh the same ship as Ochi's from the Rise of the Skywalker was sitting there. Um, I can't, I, I'm using my phone, so I can't look at my notes that I, I have these. The shuttle from Batu, Batu, was sitting in the lot too. Um, and then what looked to be like that uh, matched early concept art for the Ewing was sitting there and for the Razor Crest
1: so it looked like scars landed in a u-wing in a rocky area and they took off in a completely different ship in a forested area am i the only one that caught that
2: i think it i have to go back and look his his ship really that.
0: changes it, it, the, yes it, it really folds in when it lands <clears throat> which uh it's funny because all this ship talk i mean I'm watching the show just like Lego is going to have a freaking field day. With it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, but More you, know fun- you know what's funny to me is um, I feel like Scar's ship. I don't know. I don't know if what I watched was a clip from the ILM documentary and we will go back to Alfie's Easter eggs. But um, it looks like the early concept art of when they were trying to figure out the Millennium Falcon because they did not want to right. have the cockpit in the middle of it. They wanted it to be like a flying saucer style, but then they're like, yeah, they were like, we can't have the cockpit in the middle. Like we, this needs to be different. Let's move it off to the side a little bit and stuff. And I'm like, man, I, I know I saw the concept art of the Falcon and it kind of reminds me of it a bit. It's almost like a mix of like the Falcon and a TIE fighter put together. But yeah, I mean, that ship is awesome. And yeah, I'm, I'm ready for you to come out with it, Lego. I'll, I'll probably be buying it. <laughs> probably.
2: probably. Rogue, one,
0: Rogue One took the most money out of my pocket as far as Lego <laughs> go. I, I have all my books still, and I was recently looking for one because I'm going to be rebuilding something that broke, and I, I save all the instruction books. And it's like I scroll through there, and that Rogue One logo on all those books is in there a lot, so. All right, Alfie, do you got more? Okay, uh, I got.
2: Well, I I feel like we're long on time here, so I'm just going to wrap it up with, there is a character that Joseph and I talk a lot about wanting to see in live action, and it's not Mara Jade because we always talk about her too. There's a second character. So... One, you're going to have to figure out who that character is. And if you listen to the show enough and you talk to us, Joseph and I enough, you know who that character is. A very popular character in the 90s. Appeared in lots of different forms of Star Wars. Uh, I'm not going to say which because they'll give it away too much. But there is a connection from that character to Cassian Andor. And you see it multiple times through these first three episodes. And it is not really that, uh, it is very noticeable. In fact, um, there is a characteristic to what this, uh, is that is once you see it and you know it, there's no denying that that came from this character.
1: All right, so what, 10 Alfie points if you can tweet at us or hit us on a TikTok with we your, your TikTok at rule the galaxy to, podcast I'm going to
2: say um, yeah, you'll get some serious Alfie points and I know we can't do it right now because Joe is out of the country, but we may let, let's make this a surprise pack.
0: Yeah, I yeah. got a box of uh, I got a box of uh t-shirts here actually where I planned to use these as giveaways. So if you hear this and you hit it, I have a Rule of the Galaxy podcast uh, box of t-shirts. You'll tell us your size if you hit this first, and we'll get throw a couple stickers in there Okay, too. so
2: just to clear it up, there's a character that Joseph and I love and want to see in live action. And we talked about this character appearing in The Mandalorian Season 2.
1: And it's not, bit, it's not Mara Jade. It's not Mara Jade. Just making sure I make that clear for
2: the listeners. Not J, And there is an item that is specific to this one character. I'm just going to say an item because any more makes it too easy. Man. And that item is specific to Cassie and Endor in the first three episodes of this series. And will be, I would imagine, for quite a bit throughout the series. Oh, I think I know what
1: it is now. I'm not saying anything, but I think I know what it is. I don't, but and my brain is scrambling. You may know what
2: it is, but that's only one part of the question. Who, who does it tie to?
1: Yeah, I think I, I think I, I, I think I have an answer. We'll talk when we get off air. Just to make sure, <laughs> okay? Because I, I want to try All to earn right. Alfie points, but I'm not going to take anything from the listeners.
0: Yeah. So whoever gets this, you get ten Alfie points, and I will uh, the send pack. you
1: out a. I'll send you out a little
0: rule of the galaxy t-shirt and a sticker. Cause that's what I got. I, I told Joe, when I got this box of t-shirts, I said, I'm just going to use this to do some giveaways and have some fun with our fans. So, you know, they're nice t-shirts. I mean, I'm wearing the hoodie right now. I love the freaking hoodie. I don't like I it just it. cause it's our podcast. I like it because it's a damn good hoodie. You know, it I, is a good I,
2: hoodie.
0: Yeah. I, I've seen some I, of our I'm... followers and friends on Twitter wearing them. And they're just like, I love this hoodie. You know, they wear it around. So it's cool.
1: I love the Alfie points idea that, that, that just made my heart happy. So, yeah. All right. Uh, you, know so, that, uh,
0: at, you know, I'm not getting any Alfie points when I couldn't uh, remember what, uh, what the Bothans were. So I, I'm never going to win any freaking. Uh,
1: you're fine on that. You're fine on that. And it's uh, Garza. It's it's Garza Whip. by the way, it there came it to me. Garza Whip. Uh, and who's yeah. the
0: actress again? Who uh, from, uh,
1: from Jessica, Je- uh, Jessica yes. Biel. Jessica. Jennifer Biel. Jennifer Beale. Jessica Biel is a different
2: one. Yeah. She's married to Justin Timberlake.
0: So, so there's one thing I wanted to touch on with you guys that I don't want to forget. And it really stood out to me in this show. And it's an overall feel thing. The soundtrack. How about with the fact that we got Cassie and Andor? walking through that scrapyard with a heavy metal drum uh, soundtrack playing. I got to say, I've enjoyed the soundtrack for this show. It's a bit different. I can tell they're going a different direction than regular Star Wars. Like, I always tie in the intro and the soundtrack together. I really enjoy the intro of it just doing mm-hmm. that and or shift to the rebel sign. And I really enjoy the soundtrack. What do you guys think about it?
2: Have you noticed that the intro changes every episode?
0: No, I have not.
2: Not just the music either, but the actual logo has changed. Oh, the every logo episode. looks
1: different? Okay. yeah, It's no, subtle. I, I, I'll be honest, I'm not paying attention when the logo comes on. Are you talking about, like, the Star Wars, like, the gold pictures that they do? and Or are you talking about actually Andor? The actual the...
2: Andor and okay. the intro music has been different.
1: Because I like the fact that they – I like their intro with, like, the gold, like – I don't know idols, I guess, for mm-hmm. lack of a better term, that they do in Shadow. Like, and and they change them too, right? Like they'll change them based upon uh, the time frame and who's who you're going to see and what you're going to see. So I do like that.
0: And uh, one one other point, which I'm sorry, guys, I'm going to go here, but do you think at any point while uh, the people on Kenobi were mixing up their cuts, they saw a clip of this show and said? Holy crap, the uh, the picture on that looks uh, insane. No. <laughs> like, oh my God, that's like some next level cinematography compared to
2: what we're doing. No, I hate to be that guy. And I'm just going to say it, you know, because you said it, I'm going to say it. Watching this series and looking at how detailed it is and just how amazing it looks, it sounds, the dialogue how could you not do something like this for your legacy characters that you're making series for? Yep. I mean, like, this does not look like a set. It looks like, you know, that lived in world. Yep. It looks like star Wars.
1: I'm just going to say, that's not
2: to knock any of the other series because I enjoyed them, but this has, it's raised the bar.
1: I'm just going to say that they thought that they were doing exactly what, like, so when you say, did they look at the cuts, they thought they were making the best product that they could possibly make. Everyone, they don't go into this thinking that they're not making their best product. So when they look at, like, the Obi-Wan people looked at Obi-Wan, they thought this is the best damn show that we can put out there. And how the fans receive it is how the fans receive it, because that's the nature of art. But mm-hmm. no, so like when they're looking at it, I mean, they might look at it and be like, OK, we could have done this different. We could have done that different maybe now. But if you were looking at it during the editing time, I don't think they even would care because they're so focused on we're making the best product that we could possibly make.
0: Yeah. And I, I like don't get me wrong. It's like I, I know what it's like to be someone who, you know, works. Uh, with your hands and has to do something and i know there's people out there who can definitely do it better than me and like i put it out there on the internet and i get critiqued on stuff and there's things that definitely bother me sometimes you know where like if i'm posting a video me soldering or whatever i'll get someone who might tell me that i didn't do as good of a job as they could have done or whatever and like at the same time i understand that though because i'm putting it out there and i mean I don't know. To me, it's like this is paying attention to small details. A ship landing looks very real to me. Like, you know, I, I can't get past when the Inquisitor's ship landed in Kenobi, how CGI and video game ish it looked like it just didn't look like a real ship to me. I'm just like, all right, you know, that looks like something from an Xbox game. But all right, maybe maybe I'm too picky. I can't seem to let this stuff go. It's my fault, you know, uh, and and if you love Kenobi, I'm glad you do. I don't hate Kenobi. I enjoyed Kenobi. But as far as like productions level go, exactly what Alfie said, it's legacy characters. I can't believe it, but it, 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 hey, Cassian Andor is a legacy character now. You know, Diego Luna has proven to me that he can carry a show uh, here. He he's a He's a very good actor and I'm excited to see his story grow in this. I think the first episode the first three episodes, were interesting. They left you with a lot of questions, but they gave you a lot of stuff. And we didn't even see any stormtroopers or anything in this yet. We didn't even see any tie fighters or all that kind of Star Wars stuff. That stuff is going to start folding into this. So that's what I'm really excited about with this show. I- I'm I'm very I'm very pleased with the show. I'll say I'll I'll kind of end it on that for myself.
1: Do you Alfie, guys do you to have any, Alfie, do you have any parting shots?
2: Yeah, I'm going to build on that because, you know, th- this doesn't feel like a series that's trying to get me from point A to point B. It's trying to tell a story, set, up, set it up, and then we're going to go and get into the meat and potatoes of it. Other series have felt like, hey, this is our end goal is for this to happen, and really all we're trying to figure out is how to get there. And this one has taken its time. It's been slow to create this world and make it feel like you're in this world, make these characters fit in this world. And I'm just really excited to see where it goes from here because I, I'm, I don't know, it, it can go anywhere. And like D-Doc said, we haven't even seen the Empire yet. We're just seeing lowly security guys.
0: And they made them interesting. They made they made the lowly security guys interesting, and made me be like, "Who the hell are these guys?" You know, it's like, it's not slow to its detriment. That's what I'll say. It's not like there was building in the first couple episodes, but I was also sitting there just like, "All right, let's let's see where this goes." So you know, I'm I'm enjoying it. What do you got, Brent?
1: yeah i just i can't uh i will let it play itself out i am not disappointed at this point um i need to up my alfie game so i can get more alfie points um but yeah no uh let's 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 give it let's give it the 12 episodes so what do we got left we got a nine left
0: nine Nine, nine
1: nine left all right let's let's see where we go for those nine i'm i'm here for the ride
0: Hopefully you guys aren't watching YouTube because I held up eight. All right. so You
1: You didn't have to call yourself out there, sir.
0: Yeah. I'm going to be honest, whatever, you know, (laughs) the, the only thing, the only thing I got to say is I was like, damn, that was nice to get three episodes in one night. And it's like, now we're going to one episode format. So it's like, hopefully they're like 50 minutes. Yes. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping we get some long run times, but you know, overall I'm happy. So. That's, uh, that's a wrap on uh, Andor first three episodes review for Rule of the Galaxy podcast, guys. I mean, I, I really enjoyed talking to you guys about it. I'm sure there's some stuff we missed. I know we didn't hit uh, scene to scene and everything. But, you know, I, I'd say overall, we're all pretty excited about this show. I really don't have many complaints. So just remember, you guys can follow us at Rule of the Galaxy SW on Twitter. You can email us at Rule of the Galaxy, uh, Rule of the Galaxy at gmail.com. You can follow us on TikTok at Rule of the Galaxy podcast. And uh, I see Joe's running an Instagram for Rule of the Galaxy. I, I see that's out there. I don't think Joe ever gives that Insta a shout out. So you can follow us on Instagram as well. We're, we're on all of it. As Joe would say, we're on all of it. But you got to do the spiel. I got to try to uh, keep the spiel going. So. That's chapter 167 of Rule the Galaxy podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Until the next time, may the Force be with you.